Monster Mode. Wonderfully happy tune. And, uh, you know, end of the summer and, uh, you know, some of the stuff that's been going on in the world and stuff. We need some some happy tunes. And uh, honestly, Higher and Higher just puts a big old smile on my face whenever I hear it. That's from his 2012 album, album Clyde the Cat, which... <laughs> The name of the album just puts a smile on my face too. It's uh, it's great. He's obviously got a wonderful sense of humour. Uh, he's actually known for making crazy entrances to stages. Kind of just pops up in places you don't expect him to be. Comes out from behind the screens. All that sort of stuff. So uh, just have a look over your shoulder. Are you Neil? Are you there, mate? No. Okay, he's not there. So I'm quite safe. He's not visiting me tonight. <laughs> 
So, uh, just reading a little bit about him on Wiki, uh, his album, When Gravity Falls, um, sorry, When Gravity Fails, even, um, features some pretty, pretty epic musicians. You've got Jordan Rudess on there from Dream Theater. You've got Michael Anthony there from, from Van Halen and Chickenfoot the Bass Player. What a, what a great addition for that album. And, uh, yeah, um, and also Michael Anthony is pay, playing on his, uh, latest, uh, work which is still in the studio now i understand um he's also worked with steve smith and ross valerie from journey uh, on another album neil is just super fresh really really busy and like i say how happy how happy so how you been have you had a good week i hope you've had a good week the rain's starting to fall outside a little bit now temperatures are dropping down but at least my, my beetroot looks a bit better it's not quite so floppy so <laughs> I'm going to play some Rich Kern now. Now, I'd imagine most of you don't know Rich. I'll give you a good story about Rich after the tune. It's called Storyteller. <laughs>
storyteller, and that's Rich Kern. Now, Rich Kern, well, the story. So, Rich was a great mate of uh, John Petrucci from Dream Theater. I think they probably grew up together. And at the age of 18, uh, they were hanging out, and uh, John introduced him to uh, Ingram Almstein. And uh, Rich just got completely blown away. Uh, off he went to music school, um, and he ended up at Berkeley. And uh, yeah, he, he he worked with a few cool people. Um, really influenced, uh, I, and I guess these came from Berkeley by uh, Jason Becker and Van Halen, along with Malmsteen. And uh, he kind of went out into the world as a as a as a fresh new guitarist. Um, he uh, he started to teach uh, at the Focus Two Guitar Centres, and in 1990, Mike Viney uh, wrote him up in Guitar Player magazine. Well, of course, when Mike gets involved, uh, usually big things follow. Um, Mike got in touch with him. Uh, Mike was putting together an album, uh, 1990, uh, ominous guitarists from the unknown and uh, needed new players. So if you check out that CD, if you can find it, it's quite rare. Um, Rich absolutely, in my opinion, uh, rules that album, and it's phenomenal. And I would have expected he would have gone on to humongous things. I mean, the the track, as you've heard, wonderful um, dueling between the keyboards and the guitar. I love the uh, the acoustic guitar work in it. I love the 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 way the verse of the tune just just is kind of. In, in, it's just in. It's always in there. It's 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 like a machine that doesn't stop. It's really, ah, oh, it's, it's what I would describe as a hungry, urgent guitar instrumental tune, and uh, yeah. But in 1993, he discovered My Bloody Valentine and Lush, and completely decided, you know what. I'm not being moved by guitar instrumental music anymore. This is what I want to do. So that's what he did. He stepped away from guitar shredding, um, didn't really do any stuff like that. Yes, in 94, he went um, to teach uh, and stuff like that, did a little bit of stuff with Kevin Moore, uh, ex-keyboards from Dream Theater. But basically, if you Google Rich Kern now, you're likely to hear him in, uh, in pop music and stuff like that. Yeah, stepped away. What a real loss, in my opinion, for Whittlery. Oh, but anyway, thanks, Rich. You left us with Storyteller, and that is phenomenal. Okay, playing Marco Farino now. A new name for most. Yeah, this is called Tower of Babel. <laughs>
from Hanging Gardens, uh, 2006. That's uh, Marco Farino, and uh, a tune's called Tower of Babel. Um, uh, not a particularly long album, eight tracks, but oh my goodness. Um, I hope that uh, most of you who've not heard that before are as blown away by it as, as I am. Um, it's absolutely banging and uh it's nice as well because it features the the bass work of uh of tony franklin uh our tony franklin he's absolutely awesome uh worked obviously with blue murder and uh, has been on endless amounts of uh of recordings and stuff um he's actually uh on facebook and uh he's an extremely uh knowledgeable chap and uh also very very approachable as well and uh i've shared a few laughs with him over the years so tony franklin on bass and uh marco miniman on the on the drums so um even if you hadn't heard of mike marco he's absolutely uh absolutely leading the way in underground uh, music uh young italian so uh yeah that's super cool so i'm gonna play some lawrence wallace now and this is uh the awakening and oh, this well again I, I think i've i think i've really got a stellar show tonight i've really pulled together some some new and exciting music check this out this is as i say this is called the awakening
Lawrence, Lawrence. We need to get a note count on that, I think. I think Chris Impelletieri would be a bit worried. <laughs> oh, I just... Oh. Uh, brought me out in a bit of a sweat there. That's uh, frantic, frantic stuff. The Awakening. Uh, you certainly got me awake, Lawrence. That's uh, that's from his album released in 2021. The album's called Unleashed. And uh, yeah, tune called The Awakening. Lawrence Wallace um, from Pennsylvania and uh, studying under Greg Howe and uh, 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 and stuff. But he, he really wanted to release music um, kind of like in the vein of... Uh, Michael Batio, um, combined with the the sort of um, the attack and stuff of uh, Herman Lee and Dragon Force, and uh, I think you can hear those kind of uh, those kind of influences in his playing. Um, he's uh, he's not massively prolific, uh, but he has written well over 150 songs, um, which include uh, vocals as well. So be quite interested to hear that. Maybe he'll end up in a rock band one day, and we'll all get to know a bit more about. Lawrence Wallace um, so yeah started playing at 16 16 wow and uh, yeah uh, I've said it on this show before he only looks like he's about 19 now so it's just mental absolutely bang on it absolutely bang on it bravo Lawrence bravo I'm playing some Sean Baxter now this one's going back a few years this tune's called Open Invitation
Ooh, headlining places like the Jazz Cafe and the Orange, uh, that's Sean Baxter, who put together the Sean Baxter Band uh, around about 1993 or so. In 1994, signed a deal with Zoc Records and released Jazz Metal, from which that tune was released. Uh, Sean, uh, well, has the dubious honour, shall I say, for a, for a, a, a very um, accomplished technical guitarist. Uh, he uh, was voted a runner-up in the Best New Guitarist competition in Total Guitar Magazine, coming second to Mr. Noel Gallagher of Oasis. So there you go. It just proves you don't have to be a widdly technician to uh, get into the hearts of uh, guitar fans. And uh, I, I like a bit of Noel Gallagher as well. So, But uh, unusual to see both those guys kind of sort of duking it out for the top slot and uh, on that occasion Noel, Noel got there uh, Sean is uh, known for going up and down the country with Patrick Eggle guitars and he's one of five artists only to feature in their brochures uh, and he's in good company as well with Brian May and Tony Iommi and uh, he's uh, he apparently according to the website I'm reading and I don't know how old this is but uh, JJ Huck guitars are currently designing a signature model for him Oh, I remember seeing JJ Hutt guitars and they were a thing of great beauty so uh, nice to see Sean's doing well and uh, there, there you go so Sean Baxter was was teaching at, uh, at a British GIT as well so big career oh hello Derek I've played you a few times on the show <laughs> Derek Sherillian <laughs> oh jeez this is this is a this is a corking tune. Derek Sherinian and Brad Gillis. Tune's called "Been Here Before."
What an outro. Brad Gillis uh, duking it up there with Tony Franklin on the bass. Tony's featuring a lot these days on the show as well. Oh dear, we need to get these uh, Derek Sherinian and Tony Franklin, we need to get them some royalties because <laughs> they're really underpinning the meltdown. They really, really are. What a beautiful, beautiful piece of music. From 2006, Blood of the Snake album. Uh, that's called Been Here Before. So I'm going to play some Claudio Cordero now. Uh, that's going to be another new name for probably most of you out there. But as you know, here on The Meltdown, we uh, we champion the unknown as well as the well-known. So this tune is called Suena, and I'll tell you more about it after the track.
we got to get to the speed road. Slow down, if master. down, the monster meltdown will be late. I don't know. Well, I do. Put your helmet it's on. It's too bumpy. Well, put it on anyway. I'm going to lose my lunch in a minute. Would you please Not just slow down for the love of Lord? Why did I get you as my co-pilot? I should not be made to work under these kind of conditions. I'm, I'm having work. a word with the management. Oh, I've got a word for you, buddy. <laughs> that word's meltdown. I think that's what poor old Tarquin is having. You're listening to Sean McGee. And this is the Monster Modal Meltdown. So as I say, uh, that's Claudio Cordero there. Tune's called Swena. Uh, it's from his 2007 album, Enlace. And uh, so a little bit about him. He's from Chile. And uh, he, uh, he, he started playing when he was 13. And uh, he graduated in 2005 from the uh, Escuela Moderna de Musica in Santiago, Chile. Uh, he did two albums with a band called uh, Matraz and uh, he did several tours with those guys uh, been all over the world been all over South America and stuff like that and uh, in 2006 he was invited to join Oxygen 8 and released uh, Freak of Chance and did that and toured with them in 2006, 2007 and uh, where was I reading it? somewhere here and uh, uh, somewhere it says uh, that he actually opened a tour for uh, for um, Paul Gilbert as well. Um, but I, I can't find that currently. Where is that information gone? Oh, that's there somewhere. Uh, but anyway, yes, he opened a tour for Paul Gilbert as well, sharing the stage on that occasion too with uh, the likes of Megadeth and uh, Dark Angel and Voivod. Um, he's uh, he's done some DVD work as well, so uh, I'm guessing he's into the old uh, tuition DVD type stuff. Uh, yeah, a little bit there about Claudio Cordero. What a what a wonderful! I love the keys in that. You know, I'm a big keys guy. Yeah. Fabulous. Uh, really, really works well for me. Ah, so we've reached that part of the show where we bring it down. This is Moments with Sean, and this week I'm taking you back to the 1970s. I'm taking you back to a very famous piece of music by three very, very famous musicians from the prog era. So, and we're talking about the Olympic Games. Now, I would have been oh, super young, very, very young. Not going to say gives away my age and all that, but just to say that I remember seeing this on Top of the Pops and it's probably up there with Sirius from the Alan Parsons Project as one of those pieces of music which, at such a young age, just hit me in the stomach, the, the, the power of it. And, of course, this tune has the added uh, advantage of being uh, a classical piece of music as well, which this trio absolutely brought to life. I'm going to play you the short version because the long version just goes on and on and on, and it's absolutely glorious, but we don't have a two-hour show, so uh, I'm playing the short version. You must have worked out who I'm talking about. This is Emerson, Lake and Palmer, and this is Fanfare for the Common Man.
lives on. It lives on in history. Of course, the Olympics was from 76, and uh, that was uh, recorded in 77, and the video famously in the Montreal Stadium in Canada. Uh, that's Emerson, Lake and Palmer. Of course, sadly, we've lost Keith Emerson. We've lost Greg Lake as well. Carl Palmer's still out there. He's still tub-thumping. And I was reading recently, uh, this is a lovely tie-in, actually, that uh, he is actually going to go out on tour as ELP, he's going to be bringing together uh, a backing band with him, and there's also going to be recordings of Greg and uh, recordings of um, Keith as well. So that's just, uh, yeah, that could be a really good gig, actually. I might see you down the front. So I'm going to talk to you now about Afonso Jr. This, uh, this is a guy who uh, is extremely hard to find information about online. Um, in fact, I just think it was a, a him. I, I just stumbled across a, a couple of videos and managed to find an album. Um, but Afonso is a Brazilian guitar player. Uh, he's the guitarist for the band's Revenge, uh, the GPT Trio, and uh, and a hard rock band uh, in the style of the 80s hard rock called uh, Hardwood. Started his playing at 12 years old, and uh, he, uh, he learned under a maestro called uh, Mozart Melo. Um, he's a columnist at uh, Guitar Player Magazine, uh, I'm assuming that's Guitar Player Magazine Brazil, and uh, he was also the champion of uh, the Guitar Battle website back in uh, December 2005. He's um, recording uh, instrumental music at all times, and uh, also enjoys a bit of teaching as well, so that's as much as I've got on Afonso. Uh, so I'm going to play this track now, the tracks from his 2022 album called Dream Call and uh, the tracks called Shadows and you'll uh, you'll easily be able to hear why uh, I wanted to feature it on the meltdown tonight because it's absolutely stellar and it's a crime that uh, I can't find any more information out about the the the, uh, the lad but uh, what an amazing player uh, yeah so this is called Shadows <laughs>
fancy an interview in the UK, just hit me up. I really, really dig that tune. That's so cool. That's Shadows. That's Afonso Jr. So we've reached that awful time of the day when I have to say it's the last tune. We seem to have got it really quick tonight. It's been a stellar show. So closing the stellar show... Well, it's Wakas Ahmed. It's the uh, Pakistani virtuoso from bands such as Odyssey, Kane and Orion. He's currently living in Sibiu, Romania, and, uh, and he's working with the metal band Alpha Q. So this tune is called Supremacy. It's good and heavy, and it really cleans your ears out. This is Wakas Ahmed. Sponsored by Fairy Collars on Leather Jackets. That's <laughs> an ELP reference. With noodles, chops, and whittlery on the Monster Modal Meltdown. We'll see you next time. It's the Meltdown. And that's some rap.